Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. New blows. Or the big face rolly, I got two Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I just want to give a quick shout out and congratulations to Matt Anthony uh, on becoming the assistant coach of the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. Matt has been on the show twice. He was a great guest. Uh, he's a great guy, and he deserves this position. He was recently the coach over at Newbridge Academy there, and uh, he's making moves. So, Matt, if you're listening, I just wanted to say congratulations, and I wish you all the best in your new position. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I hope you are having a great Wednesday. Or no, it's not Wednesday, is it? No, it's Tuesday. Sorry about that. Uh, I hope you're having a great Tuesday. Uh, I hope your summer's going well. I know I've been having a great summer. It's been busy. Uh, a lot of things have been happening with the high button, as they always are. The frustrations of starting a business always come into play, but then you have these little rewards every now and then that just make you keep on pushing. So, um, yeah, been a great summer so far. Uh, around the corner, we have the Jordan Boyd uh, Memorial Tournament coming up on Saturday, the 27th. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking about going, I highly recommend you go. The top players here in the Maritime that play the beautiful sport of hockey will be at this tournament. It's a great opportunity for you to meet these players, to watch them play. And also myself, uh, Dudes Billy, will be there this weekend. So it'll be uh, an also good opportunity uh, for us to meet you if we haven't met before. So definitely get on over there it is held at the bmo center over in dartmouth the four pad uh, we went last year for the first time and had a we had a great time we uh it was a great honestly it was a great uh opportunity for us to meet the hockey the hockey community in a whole everyone was there everyone that represents hockey from the maritimes or at least the nova scotia is there and it was a great way for us to meet people that we wanted to come on the podcast and introduce ourselves uh, and tell people about the high button. So it, it was great. Um, obviously, the the tournament is about raising funds and awareness for the Jordan Boyd tournament. Uh, it's sad what happened to Jordan a, a few years back, and the fact that the hockey community can gather around and come together and help fundraise some money to go towards a great cause. I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm always amazed when the hockey community comes together and what they're able to accomplish. Uh, it was back in when Jill had the tournament, uh, or not the tournament, the game back in the winter for the Bajo family that passed away um, suddenly. You know, the hockey community came together back then and it was amazing and, you know, the same thing here with the Jordan Boy tournament. So uh, definitely get out there and, and have some fun this weekend. It should be a great time. So today on the High Button Podcast, we have Luke Henham. Luke, I actually met him at uh, at a Dartmouth Drive baseball game last week he was there with a couple of his buddies went up introduced myself asked if he wanted to come on the podcast he was more than willing to so uh i was pumped to have him on so he i'm going to give you a little background of his 
resume, his hockey resume. Uh, Nova Scotia Major Bantam Hockey League. He played for the Dartmouth uh, Whalers. Then he moved on to the Major Midgets, same organization, Dartmouth and the Nova Scotia Major Midget Hockey League. After that, he went on to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, playing for the Armada. And then he was drafted to the NHL by the Carolina Hurricanes in the 2018 NHL Draft, fourth round, 96th overall. So, like I said, we're extremely happy to have Luke on the podcast and essentially talk about what it's like being a prospect in the Carolina uh, Hurricanes organization. Just being a prospect in the NHL in general, I'm sure it's fun, but I'm sure there's also pressure that comes with that. So many people expect you to make this league and, and flourish in it, but there's so much work that goes into that. And he's only 19 years old. I'm pretty sure next year he'll be back with the Armada. I'll make sure to ask him that. And I, I just love picking these guys' brains because they're in a situation where, you know, their life could change like that. And when your life changes like that, there's work that goes into that. And most people don't see that work. That's why I love talking about it. I love talking about the sacrifices that they have to make at such a young age. I, I love talking about their process. I, I just like talking to athletes. Uh, the, the mind of an athlete is a, it's an interesting thing. And I love poking at it. So I'm happy Luke's coming on the podcast. It's going to be a great conversation. Hi, Button. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, Luke, we're going here, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited. How happy are you? It's good. It must be good to be home in the summer. I know when all the hockey guys come on, they just they're just happy to be away for two months and just kind of relax. Yeah, yeah, I know it's really good. Uh, last year it was obviously a bit of a shorter summer. With um, we went to the finals and then had the combine and and then the and then the draft and then development camp. So this year, um, you know, unfortunately we got eliminated in the first round. So I was home, you know, start of April, mid April, and then. Um, I've been home since then, so it's it's been really good. I'm enjoying every minute of it. You don't really uh, you learn to really cherish your time yeah. at home once you go away for ten months. So, so what do you do like first thing when you get home? Like, what's your what's your relaxation key? What do you do? Just nothing? Just sleep it yeah. every day? Well, uh, you usually take like one to two weeks off by like the end of the second week. You're itching to get back at it. But um, this year, actually, I went to Florida with. With my buddies, actually, I went to Florida with Jack. Oh, did you? And uh, one of my buddies, Jake. So yeah, we uh, we get away for a week, played golf, played two rounds a day, sat by the pool. Um, what part of Florida? Dunedin. Uh, yeah. Where's yeah. that down? Is that by Miami? It's by Tampa. Yeah. Oh, it's down there. Yeah. South. So yeah, it was really nice there, and it was just so good to get away and just Sick. get your mind off things. And I, I had my uh, my shoulder injury too, and I was just kind of recovering from that. So it was really good. Bring to the just mic get a bit away. closer, sorry. Sorry. what happened to your shoulder um actually the last uh weekend of the regular season i dislocated my collarbone I it's get, always the last weekend of the I regular know, season i know so i had to get surgery like that night and then i missed obviously missed the playoffs so it was tough but you know is it painful i heard that's the most painful break ever collarbone. yeah like i didn't break it i dislocated it so it was different like uh, i couldn't really breathe um, I had to go, I had to get in the ambulance, so it was tough, but, uh, with your gear on, yeah, gear on skates on, it was, did tough. you get the stretcher off the ice? No, I actually skated off the ice. I wanted to go back out and then I had a boy. I, well, I tried, <laughs> I realized I, you know, I probably wasn't a good idea. So yeah, whatever. Couldn't really breathe, but no. So mm -hmm. your life, man, like you're, you're an NHL prospect. Did you, did, was this in the cards when you were playing Bantam hockey or, you know, did you know that you'd be, you'd be at this level or uh, did it kind of, did it kind of come year by year? Like maybe I can do something with this hockey thing. Yeah. Right? Well, um, I always kind of played like the top level. Um, 
but you know, you don't, you, it's something you dream of, you know, I know that's a cliche, but it's, it's true. You know, um, you don't really, you don't want to, you know, say that you're going to do something or, you know, you obviously want to, but, um, just kind of year by year, like you said, I just kind of progress. And then, um, you know, I, it didn't really kind of hit me until I'd say probably Christmas of last year where I was, I was, I had a really good first half. I was talking to NHL teams, um, you know, things were going really well. And then, um, just kind of carried that momentum into the second half, into the playoffs too. I think that really helped me. And then, um, but from probably mid May to end of the end of June, I just try to like soak it all in, you know, cause it only happens once. And then this year when I see all, you know, I, I had some buddies that got drafted. It's kind of like, you kind of miss it. Um, yeah. but, uh, no, it was really cool. And, um, obviously it's, it's a pretty big honor. And, uh, you know, I was obviously really happy with how it worked out. So when you're saying you started to feel the confidence and you, you started talking to NHL scouts and things like that, what do you think the key was to your confidence in playing good hockey? Because most people just say it, it's time and it, it's more reps and the more you play in the queue, the better you're going to get at it. And like you said, NHL scouts will start to talk to you, but then there's some players that never really get a hold of their game and they're never really able to, to flourish at that level. So what do you think your your key to success was in order to, to catch the scouts of NHL Yeah, teams? obviously... Um we were on a, I was on a really good team that year. We had, uh, I kind of played behind like Barry Boulay. Um, he actually got rookie of the year in the AHL last year. See, we played for Syracuse, Syracuse, right? yeah. That guy's nasty. Yeah, he's unreal, man. He's going to play I, in Tampa next year, I'm pretty sure. We'll see, yeah. And then obviously Drake was there too in the second half, so. I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah. playing behind guys like that, and we had a, I had an unreal coach who, you know, he's been around, Joel Bouchard, he's been around for a while. Yep. Um, you know, he played in the NHL. He knows what it takes. He knows how to get the best of his players. So just kind of following them, following Drake. Obviously, he's from here. I was from here. So um, we clicked right away. And then, um, like I said, just kind of, you know, trying to learn whatever I can. And, um, you know, I kind of, obviously, they uh, had a lot of attention from the top players and top defensemen. So um, I, I kind of took advantage of, you know, playing like a second line, um, you know, get the third, fourth D, kind of the, the second line. So I think that really helped me. And, um, yeah, I think just, uh, just like I said, just trying to learn from those guys and, um, do what I can just, you know, what kind of, what kind of coaches, what's his last name? Bouchard? Joel Bouchard. Yeah. Bouchard. Some, some guys like coaches that are on their ass whenever they make a mistake. Some guys like coaches that are, you know, they're kind of laid back and let them do whatever they want to do. What kind of player uh, or what kind of coach, I guess, do you like? Do you like someone that will be on top of you and let you go? Or, nah, like I, I said, do you like someone that will just, like, leave you alone? No, I, I like I liked, uh, the way Bouchard, uh, you know, his style. And our coaches, our new coaches, it's a very similar style. You know, they're yeah. on you. Um, obviously, you're going to make mistakes. They'll let you know. It's, it's not really about that. It's just kind of about playing the right way and, um, you know, limiting those mistakes and not making them twice. Um, but he, Bouchard was definitely a um, bit of, bit of an intense guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's on his players. He wanted to win. He got the best out of his players. And, um, you know, I really like that style. What's it like being an English player in a French town in the queue? Um, is, it, is it like, don't you guys have to speak English in the room? Yeah. 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 No. So all the practices and, um, you know, all the meetings and, yeah. uh, most of the guys speak English to a certain degree. So, it's not really that tough. It's not as tough as people kind of portray it, but yeah. um, you know, uh, the, my billet family was bi fully bilingual too. Sick. So it it you know it's it's obviously a bit different because you have to order your food in French sometimes, or you, you don't understand <laughs> menus and stuff. So that can be tough. Um, but you know what? It's it's not that bad. And um, I'm kind of 
Blainville is only like 25, 30 minutes from Montreal. So sick. Yeah. So it's, it's decently English. Like there's a decent amount of English there. Like guys like who play in Rouen, Valdor and stuff, it's probably a little different, but yeah. for, for me, I know it wasn't that big of a transition. Did you go to any Habs games this year? Yeah, actually. Well, I went to, I went to see Drake. I watched Drake play. Oh yeah. When he's up he, in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. So he played, he played against Montreal. So that was the only one I got to. It's kind of like a big uh, commitment. You know, you got to get downtown and then you got to buy tickets obviously and then um, you don't get home till late and if you're practicing or playing the next day then it can be tough so i, I got out to one but i i this year i'd like to get out to more for do you sure. have a car up there yeah well yeah. that's nice i drive up it's like 12 hours it's pretty tough but well it's not bad at all no it's not bad like and it's it's worth having a car up there for sure do you guys ever practice at the bell center no, we never have. No, we we uh, like like I said, it's probably 25, 30 minutes, and I just yeah. we have a, we actually have a really nice facility too. So. I've been there before. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it's very nice. You got the track up there, right? Track up there, big gym. Uh, the rink's only like three. It's like uh, it's not a full like bowl. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. So, it, but it's a really nice facility, and um, you know, I love the rink. So, you guys got a good room in there? Yeah, it's really nice. It's pretty like modern, like new. Nice. Um, nice nice stalls nice like dry stalls um we got like cold tub hot tub um nice all that stuff sauna so you can't complain at all you guys have nice jerseys i like the, like the clean black and white like yeah. it's a very underrated jersey i think in the queue because no other team that not that i can think of on the top of my head has those colors yeah no um i really like our jerseys too uh just like you said simple but like yeah they look very sharp so yeah. Um, and we have a third jersey too. We never wear it. It's like, yeah, the yellow. There's like yellow, yellow in it. It's like gray, yellow, black. So that's uh, that's what I love wearing those. But we only wear them like twice a year. Eh. So, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the transition from uh, Major Midget to the Q. You played in Dartmouth, uh, where they weren't called the Subways. They're called uh, Steel Subaru. Major Steel Midgets, Subaru. Yeah. What was the transition like from uh, Major Midget to the Q? A lot of kids. Uh, are extremely excited when they're able to make the jump. So what was that p- part of your life like? Yeah. Well, uh, when I was 16, um, I got traded from Cape Breton to Blainville. So I didn't play at 16 in the queue. I only played, I think I played 10 games and I was called up for the playoffs. So I kind of got like my foot in the door a little bit. That's nice. Um, going back to midget as my 17 year was, um, a really good decision for me. I was uh, the captain of my team. Um, I had a really good year offensively. Um, as a team, we kind of overachieved too. So, um, go, I kind of went into my first year junior with a lot of confidence yeah. and, um, you know, I started off kind of like third line, fourth line. And then, um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, kind of got an opportunity to play on the second line and just kind of never really looked back. Um, was fortunate enough to play with some good players. Uh, Joel, Joel Teasdale and Alex Katernakis were my line mates for most of the year. I actually played with Drake a little bit too. Nice. Um, so like I said, having a good team makes a huge difference. Um, you know, you're winning games, you're more happy, everything's more positive, things yeah. are going well. Um, but yeah, I just kind of got an opportunity and just never looked back. I think um, going in, going back to midget for, for a second year was a really good decision for me, and I went in there with a lot of confidence. So. What was it like uh, playing with Drake there? Yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah. I had uh, Drake and, and Teasdale on my left and right, so... <laughs> It wasn't so too, much fun. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and, and like we were the second line on that team too, so it uh, it wasn't wasn't tough at all. They made things very easy, so I just kind of tried to give them the puck when I could, and you know, tried to get open. But um, Drake's obviously gonna play in the NHL next year. He's a unbelievable player, so um, 
obviously pretty special playing with him. So what do you think the difference is between a guy that's like bordering on, you know, maybe making the NHL to a guy like Drake who's going to play there next year? You know, is it easier to find him at open spots? Is he great at communicating? You say he's so easy to play with. I'll never be able to play with Drake in my life. So yeah. tell the people that are listening, like, well, what makes it so easy to play with a guy it's like just, that? They just, you know, they're able to make like plays at top speed. You know, some guys, um, you know, that maybe aren't going to make it to the next level kind of take that extra second to find the right play or if they're at the top speed they don't make the right play but you see these guys who are just so skilled and so smart and um, even at top speed they can make you know quick smart decisions that are the right play or make these little nifty passes and it you know it may not seem like a lot but if you uh, if you play if you're playing with them you you just notice how easy it is to you know, have the puck and, um, you know, you don't really spend a lot of time in your own zone, which is good. Do you find that you build more chemistry in a game or in practice? Um, usually game. Yeah. When you, you know, you have a, I find, um, the start, like the first period really important. You know, you, if you're clicking a little bit, getting chances, um, you know, like I said, not playing in your own zone, you kind of get a little swagger, get a little confidence. And, um, you know, that's when the chemistry starts to starts to come. How many games do you guys play in the queue? 62? 68. 68. Yeah. Man, that's a long season. It is, yeah, What's man. What's the key to staying fresh? Uh, just, like, re just rest. I know it's... But um, you guys practice a lot, too, though. Yeah, but during the year, we do we do practice every day, but it, the practices don't last that long. They're, like, 50 minutes to an hour max. and Flow drills? Flow drills, you know, a little bit of battle, a little bit of, like, system work. But, um, it's like, you just you really got to take care of your body and i i kind of learned that the hard way um uh my first year like come playoff time like you're just exhausted and it's just a battle every game is just a grind and then this year um obviously we didn't go that far in playoffs but i i found i felt i felt a lot fresher um um just like by taking care of your body eating well um drinking lots sleeping well i know it's cliche but yeah um it does go a long way so. well it is a cliche thing so like maybe talk about the actual things that you're putting in your body and like the routine maybe when you wake up in the morning uh like routines seem to become becoming more and more popular for successful athletes and just people in general that want to get the most out of the day do you have a routine at all right now yeah like you mean here or well, just, there? Let, let's do both let's start what's your routine uh let's say you got a seven o'clock game you're on the road you're sleeping in a hotel What's your routine? Um, well, it depends. Usually we'll get up, uh, depending on where we are, what's going on, like what happens. We'll, we'll be up around 8. Um, you know, I like to get showered, go down, have breakfast. I always have a coffee in the morning. Um, go to the rink. Um, depending on, you know, what we've played, if we practice the previous day, sometimes we don't morning skate. Do you like the morning skate? I love morning skate, yeah. I just kind of like, just kind of get my legs going. Um, we always have the option of morning skates, but, um, you know, Usually, you know, we try to stick together as a team. So um, we just kind of do like a stick handling activation, um, run a little bit. Um, so we get that going. And then after we'll have like uh, our trainers make us sandwiches, just kind of like a, a little snack to tide us over until pregame meal. Okay. Um, so then after that, we'll head back to the hotel. Usually it'll be around 12. We'll get back. Um, I like to nap for an hour and a half before a game. So I usually nap 1 to 2.30. Um, pregame meals usually okay. at 3. Yeah. So from... 12 to 1 I'll just like watch Netflix or watch YouTube or fun then fall asleep yeah then fall asleep from 1 to 2 30 wake up always shower um I always I probably shower like three four times a day just like <laughs> don't tell the environmentalist people that. oh yeah <laughs> just, oh, just like get in get wet and get out just kind of like wake myself up um, do you shower before the games too there's some weirdos like that like uh like they'll, well, ju they'll jump in the cold water before they put their gear on I, well I usually have a hot uh sorry I usually have a cold bath 
a cold tub the night before. Really? Oh, yeah. like in your hotel or just at your billet place or something? Hotel or at the rink um, before every game. That's so I smart. think I've been doing that for two years. How like that's a cool thing I think about the queue is that you don't have that midget. No. So how do you find out that you like that? You're just like, oh, you see other guys do it, and you're like, I'm gonna try that. And it's just kind just... of trial and error. Yeah. Like you know, um, the first kind of month, you're just trying to get used to the league, used to everybody, used to your routine, and then once you kind of find stuff that you like, you just kind of stick with it. And it's kind of like I, I feel like the cold up for me is just now like a placebo effect. Like whether it's actually helping me or not, I just feel like, you know, like yeah, I, it's yeah. programmed in my brain. Like it's, you know, like it will help me. You don't I think do twice it. about it. No, just, I just like, like a routine now. It's yeah. not a superstition. Um, I just kind of do the same thing. Um, but yeah, back to the, to the game day. And then like, a so a three o'clock pregame meal. Um, so we'll get back like three 30. We'll usually leave around four 30 to get there for five. So for an hour, I just kind of Talk to my roommate, listen to music, um, you know, shower again, a um, little cold shower, just kind of wake yourself up. Um, then head to the rink. I usually, at home games, I'll get there two and a half hours, but on the road, um, usually two hours. So your routines kind of change, but you can kind of fit everything in there pretty well. So then let's talk about pregame. Let's say you get to the rink at five o'clock on an away game. What are you doing? You're taping your stick? What, what's the first thing? Yeah, I always, I always tape... Uh, three blades and one knob so my game stick that i'm using will always have a fresh knob and a fresh blade and then um my backup sticks will just have a fresh blade usually the knob isn't too worn out so if i do break a stick which i rarely do <laughs> what flex do you use uh 72 so like and i'm not the strongest guy either and i don't take a lot of like one timers or slap hey, man, shots that's so. fair you do what you got to do yeah so i don't usually break many sticks but um yeah, so I get to the rink, uh, I usually just get changed, you know, talk to the trainers, talk to the teammates, you know, look at the board, see like what the power play, what the, when the meetings are, you, my coach usually puts up the other team's uh, lineup, so we'll look at that. Um, so take my stick, and then we have a power play meeting um, before, the, and then we'll have an actual meeting where we kind of just go over like the, the other team, the game plan and stuff, so um, take my sticks before the power play meeting, um, and then in between the the uh, power play meeting and the uh, game meeting. I'll hop on uh, norm. It's what's called Normatech. What's that? It's just kind of like a. It's like a lag. It's like a lag. Oh, uh, the puffy leg things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kind of. I go on there for between three to five minutes. Just kind of like. What I does said. that do? It it gets rid of the lactic acid in your legs. Usually, you're supposed to do it like kind of right after you do. Um, you do like a workout or like a skate or something. Um, but I kind of did it before one game felt amazing and then just kept doing it. So sick. Yeah. So I, I do that and then we'll have the team meeting. Um, and then some guys will go up and play soccer. I've never really been a big soccer guy. Not a soccer guy, no, not a two touch guy. No, not at all. I find like, I love, I love it, but I just find I get too like focused on that instead of the know, game. I get unfocused and you know that's I have a problem with that so I really well I just kind of like not really unfocused but I'll kind of my mind will just be elsewhere you know what I mean like uh, do you listen to music no not really I just kind of like you know talk to guys about the other team or you know what's you know what happened last game or what's gonna happen this game kind of stuff like that and then we just do an activation um We'll do an activation, and then we start our activation at 35 minutes before warm-up, and then I always start getting dressed when the clock hits 16. What do you do before? Do you, some guys like to sit on the bench up by the ice, or do you like to yeah. sit in the room? I like to sit in the room. I usually get a coffee. My trainer makes me a coffee, and then my number's 16, so it, when, whenever the clock hits 16, I start getting dressed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's something that I've been doing since I got into the junior. I kind of started doing that. Um, cool. I did it once, played well, and 
you know you know how it goes but uh and then I usually I'm usually ready by five minutes between three and five minutes I'm usually one of the first guys out in the hallway um just kind of hang up by the stick rack you know um you know you know cool. the routine have a few handshakes with some guys yeah. and head out for warm-up um do you guys have to button up your chin guard in the queue when you go around a warm-up yeah yeah you well yeah you do you don't technically have to but in the queue everyone does in the o not every no one does um some guys in the queue who are like you know big wigs sick <laughs> like uh like lafreniere like if lafreniere like undid a strap like no one would say anything yeah he's just that good and you know <laughs> what's it like playing against him well he's actually he's actually from montreal so whenever he comes into town yeah he like the rink is packed yeah and i remember i remember one game the first game we ever played them he um we were the best team in the league and we were up i don't know what it was we were up like f- 4-1 or something he scored four goals and they won 5-4 and it was just like no it was unreal dude I, i'll never forget it just like as all, a 16 year old too all in one period no not in one period i think it was might have been two but anyway it was just like <sighs> he just dominated the game as a 16 year old and um even the, like this year he's just so dominant and um you know you you can tell that there's like a buzz in the rink when he's when he's playing because the rink is just sold out every time he's there the bauer just had a camp out in boston with all their nhl guys yeah like all their nhl guys and he got he to was go. there yeah oh, him yeah. and jack hughes i saw like i i saw a picture of them together so yeah they're all just out there yeah he's a he's going first for sure well yeah i mean it's he's yeah, he's this year's draft. Yeah, he'll he'll go first. Is he? Sure. Tw- he's seventeen. So he's he'll be, seventeen. So this is his draft year. Yeah. So he'll be on the World Juniors for sure. Yeah. Well, he was on it last year. So, yeah. So he'll be on it for sure. Again. He had to wear a cage last year, didn't he? Yeah. Like like McKinnon and Durant had to when they were underage. Oh yeah. So are you going into your nineteen year or twenty? Nineteen. Yeah. So you could potentially be on that team. Yeah. Well, I think that's a like obviously you know I'd be unbelievable to do that, but I'd have to you know tear it up the first kind of half and we'll see what happens like i don't know dude you're gonna be a leader on that team yeah like, yeah and in the queue yeah in like, general. We'll, we'll see what happens um you know obviously it's there's so many good players in canada and you gotta yeah. well, fuck, you're one of them yeah well yeah we'll see what happens but it, obviously that'd be pretty special but um you know i don't i don't kind of i try not to like i've done that in the past i kind of try to set goals and stuff and when you don't achieve them like you just kind of kind of whatever sucks yeah like last year i wanted to be on like the subway series team yeah um obviously i didn't have like a great start to the season so obviously kind of knew that that probably wasn't going to happen so um i kind of ever since that kind of happened i started to not really try to set goals just try to um do my thing kind of play my game and see what happens so so what are you doing now from uh you know, day to day. You're tra- where are you training at? I train with uh, Lexi Pianozzi. Um, well, he's uh, the Penguins trainer. Yeah, he yeah. trains the Penguins. So actually, this year I've been training with a lot of pro guys, which I think has really helped me. Um, you on the ice with Sid and those guys? No, 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 not, uh, not, not, uh, no, not, not on the yet. Ice with them. Just no. Well, I don't know. Drake and I know Drake and Shane are out with them, and um, so those guys are out with them. Uh, I'm. I've been kind of skating with Jill a lot. I've been skating with Jill and Daryl a lot. Um, yeah. I do a skate with Tyler Nogler too. Just kind of with like the junior guys, um, you know, that, that are from around here. I just kind of, I know all those guys, you know, we have a pretty competitive group all together. So those are really good skates. And um, in the gym, like uh, I train with like Matt Highmore, uh, Logan Shaw, um, uh, Andrew Schufelt. I Actually, Jared McIsaac just got back to, he's rehabbing his shoulder. So he's been in there um anthony peters andrew gordon um 
Yeah. So we kind of have a, a Ryan Penny's there too. We have a, you know, a pretty big group. Uh, we kind of like split it like three and three or whatever, depending on the day. And we do like turf workouts together and stuff. But, um, this year compared to last year, just kind of training with them, you just kind of see, you know, how committed and, um, you know, how hard they work and it just kind of, you know, it drives you a little bit more. And I think I've learned a lot from those guys. So, um, training this year has been really well, obviously last summer, I think I only had five or six weeks to train just because with the busy summer and, um, I only got home July 1st. So this after year, the draft or after camp, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kind of got home, went to the combine, got back for another week, took a week off, went to the draft, went to the de- development camp, got home July 1st and left like the 14th of August. So it was pretty like, it was a short summer and this year I'm fortunate it's a yeah. little bit longer. So, um, <laughs> well, I, I saw when I saw you at the baseball game with the sushi, I'm like, Oh man, that's a guy who's loving summer yeah. right now. Oh man, <laughs> I, I've been just crushing sushi and, uh, I've actually, I've been going to like, there's a new spot, uh, in Burnside, like the poke bowl, like Ponzu bowl. We went there, we got invited to go to their opening. Uh, it was like a private opening, mm. Uh, not to the oh, public really? and we got to go like no sample way. everything we got to go back in the kitchen really i can't i'll say i'll i'll tell this now it's not a big deal but the owner of that place bill he owns habaneros and cheese yeah, curds yeah, yeah. he's gonna be coming on the podcast really we're gonna go to his place apparently this guy has a bunch of stories he was really? uh, he was cooking in the 2010 olympics in salt lake city no way and he said that he cooked for some amazing people and got to like talk to them because they loved his food so much that's unreal I'll, he has a bunch of stories and he's gonna come on uh, i'm excited to have him on but anyways pawn zoos great food oh man, amazing i love food. it i go there like i i work out of the forum so i kind of like and i live in in uh cow bay so i kind of kind of like draw i drive on like the circumferential so i'm always going there every day for lunch i get a salmon rice bowl every day i got just crush it i got spicy chicken last time i went but yeah it's good oh yeah, yeah it's no, everything i love that place like I, it's it's awesome what was it like growing up in cow bay it's good like it's uh it's it's a it's still to this day like it's a little bit annoying just because it's kind of far from everything like to get into dartmouth it's probably like 15 20 minutes um but like between houses like there's i think i live on like an acre land and it's kind of it's probably kinda, shoot pucks all day out there. Yeah, like you can do whatever. You can play like, and I have uh, two sisters and a brothers, and we all play hockey. We all play sports, so um, playing baseball and stuff in the yard, and um, it's nice. But um, now that you know you have to pay for gas and stuff, it's kind of annoying when you have to drive an extra fifteen minutes. And um, but no, I really like it, and um, you know we got a nice little spot out there, so um, it's kind of like secluded, kind of away from everything, and. Sometimes when you're driving into the gym in the morning or driving to hockey or something, you got like a little extra drive just to kind of, you know, think about stuff. And that's I, the hockey I, commitment. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't mind it. Like I like living there, and I've lived there my whole life, so I like it. I was, uh, you know, Tyson Alders. No, he he told me to ask you. He's a, a good buddy of ours, and he was like, ask him what it's like growing up in the bay. So oh, really? I, I had to ask. Yeah, him. no, it's pretty sick. Like uh, I, I can't complain at all. Like. It, it it kind of sucks because in the summer it's a little bit cooler out there just because it's by the water. Yeah. So sometimes when it's 26 and sunny in like Halifax and Dartmouth, it's like foggy and 17, which yeah. is only downfall. But I, I don't know. I like it. Um, I want to talk about the draft. It was in Dallas, right? Yeah. Talk about that experience. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We kind of like me and my, obviously me and my family went down. We kind of decided we were going to go, I think, in February or March, kind of like when everything was um kind of unfolding you know my agent was he was kind of guiding me to go saying that you know it's something that you don't want to miss um so me and my family went down i think it was on the draft was on a saturday so we went down on a wednesday oh. um got to spend a couple days in dallas 
um, which is an unbelievable city. Like I've never, uh, I've never, obviously I've never been there before, but it, uh, very nice city. A lot of, you know, it's, it's kind of what you expect, like with, uh, like Southern people and stuff. Like it's pretty awesome. The food there is unbelievable. Um, it's really hot though. It was like over a hundred, a lot of the days. Um, so Friday, um, Friday I went to the, like the first round of the draft, obviously, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get picked. So, but, um, I had some buddies that, um, we're getting picked, so it was kind of cool to see them uh, get picked. And then, you know, it's it's Saturday. Like, it's a pretty stressful time. Like, I I remember um, it was like it was like the end of the third round, and uh, I got picked like at the start of the fourth, and I had to I had to take a piss so bad, <laughs> and, like I couldn't hold it. So I ran to the bathroom. I think I was I think I, I got picked ninety sixth. I think I got back like ninety third. So I was like three picks away and I almost like I was running to the bathroom, running back. Like I was sweating. Like it was, but, um, once you hear your name get called, like, it's just a feeling I'll never forget. Um, what, that's <laughs> just to have like my family and, and stuff there. And then actually my, my buddy, Ethan Phillips, who got drafted by Detroit this year, he was actually there with me. So, um, he's coming on the podcast. We reached out to him. Yeah. Too. He was actually telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he coming on. That. Yeah, where so. is he right now? He's in B he's at BU. Yeah. That's where yeah, he is. He's yeah, at yeah. BU. He like with their, um, Bowers was telling me what they do. They, yeah, like they, the summer course yeah, load and stuff. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of like have to go there in the summer for a couple, like six weeks. I think it is to just to kind of do sucks. school. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, he think I he's living the life from what I, <laughs> from what he's showing me. He he's having a good time. Did you ever uh, just maybe like think about going that route, the the college route? Did you take any tours anywhere? Yeah, well, I didn't really take any tours anywhere. I kind of like I had some schools like reach out to me, reach out to my agent, and met with a couple schools, but um kind of like growing up in Halifax and watching the Mooseheads and you know obviously when McKinnon and Duran were there yeah um I kind of always knew that I wanted to play for playing the queue so um wasn't really that hard of a decision um you know I uh like I said I always kind of knew that I that yeah. was what I wanted to do that's cool yeah some when we went down to uh Boston and visited Bowers at BU definitely it definitely like takes you for a spin, like all like the 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 pros that they pump out of that organization yeah. at BU. It's yeah. definitely there's definitely some sick schools down there. But then when you're here up in the queue, and like you said, when you're you're surrounded by McKinnon, Druin, all this greatness, especially how many years ago was that now? Like five years ago? Yeah, six. I think twenty thirteen, and they won. So like that wraps you up in it. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. Like that's like that was right when I was kind of coming into it. Yeah, you know, I was going to all the games, going to all the home games. So we got um, season. I got season tickets for that year. Yeah, yeah. Did you? I, uh, I don't know if I did. I think I just kind of like paid every game, but I didn't even care. Well, I didn't pay, but my parents did. So <laughs> I didn't I, pay. Like, I didn't care. So. <laughs> um, worst drink to play in the queue? Um, I am not a fan of Valdor's drink at all. Everyone has that answer. Yeah. That, everyone. I just hate it. It's that, like, the trip, the trip Rouen Valdor, I think we do it three times. The I don't mind going to Rouen. Like, it's a, you know, it's a decent city and the the fans are good and it's always good games between us and Rouen and then we always usually for some reason we always play Rouen first so the second day you're just like tired you're you know you didn't get a lot of sleep last night you got to go to Val d'Or it's like an hour and a half away from Rouen so and like I don't know just like the boards are hard like the dressing room's not great um just like the whole kind of setup of it it's just like um i feel like if i played there i'd feel differently about it but um just kind of going in there i just i don't really like it that's fair yeah bacon i like bacon i don't mind as much i don't mind that trip like it's obviously 
you got to do them the trip but the bakemo the boards are just really hard they're like cement and like when you get hit it doesn't feel great so do you want to take the ferry to bakemo uh yeah you take like a you take like a short ferry we don't we usually drive but you have to we drive then you take like a 10 minute ferry or you can actually take the ferry but we've never done that so um it's just like yeah so you you basically you drive it to a ferry, you get on the boat, you drive for 10 minutes, or you go on the water for 10 minutes, and then you drive like another four hours. So. Oh, so it's not that long. Then. It's just like a... Oh, it's like a 10-hour, 10, 10 to 12-hour from, from Montreal, Bakemo. <laughs> yeah. So. You guys got a good bus? Uh, yeah, we actually got a new one this year. Um, Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. It's not great, though. Like, I, I don't usually use it. I don't even bother just because... What's the Wi-Fi password? I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's just... I, I don't even think it has one. You just like kind of hit connect. Like it's not great. Yeah. But we, um, what do you do on the bus? I like to watch, I, I like to like sleep, listen to music and watch movies. Like I, I just binge watch series. Like I'm, I'm the worst for like rewatching series. Like I'll rewatch the same series like three times in one. Give day. me an example. Give me a series. I've watched prison break like four times. I've watched friends like twice. I've watched white collar three times. I've watched, um trailer park boys like probably four <laughs> times yeah, like i just i'm just the worst that. All, all those shows are all those shows are back in like the 90s i know <laughs> i know i gotta get some i've actually just started watching stranger things i like that show i just finished season three the other yeah. day it was crazy i yeah like i i never really got into it and then my brother watched it and he was like yeah like yeah, i think you should watch this and then one of my buddies watched it as well and they're like yeah like i think you'd really like this and i started watching it and i really like it so yeah, because the first season came out three years ago, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. It got me hooked. Yeah. No, it's... Dude, it's... I'm liking it. I'll probably watch it tonight, honestly. Um, What was I going to say? What was the next question? Oh, yeah. Camp. What's an NHL development camp like? Have you... Did you go to the, the real camp last year? Yeah, I was at the main camp for like a week. So, I got to like skate with all the like the pro guys, like the NHLers, and that was obviously an unbelievable experience. How good are they? Like those guys are just so good. Even like the the like the fourth line guys, they're so skilled and they're so strong, so fast. They can shoot. Like they can do everything. But um, the development camp, obviously, uh, last year it was. I was pretty nervous going in. Like you know, first time, didn't really know what to expect. Um, but everyone there was like really uh, welcoming. Um, obviously, it's a tough week. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's um, it's pretty draining on your body, kind of like mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, you're on the ice two, three, two, two times a day, workouts, um, seminars. So they're pretty long days, but you know, you meet a lot of people, you kind of like learn, you learn a, a lot and, um, you just kind of got to try to soak it in. And, um, and then Carolina's camp, like it's not too long. I think it's, it's Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday. You do, you do like a, like a team building Friday night. Like this year we went go-karting last year. We actually went to like the Fortnite headquarters, no way, which was pretty cool. Um, and then Saturday, you like a three on three game, which, you know, it's fun. Um, but like, they're pretty, they're pretty tough week. You, like I said, you meet a lot of new people. You kind of like see where other people are compared to yourself. Um, and then you kind of, in September, you go to like a rookie camp. So last year we went to Traverse city, um, for like a rookie tournament we did we played like four games i think who do you play against uh we play against uh last year who we played against we played against columbus like columbus's rookie team um we played dallas we played the rangers and i don't remember the fourth team but anyway it was a really cool experience like you like uh like svechnikov was on our team last year and uh so 
pretty cool to, and that was like his first uh first camp, camp. and stuff so it was pretty cool just to kind of like see him like you know see how good he is um and then you kind of you kind of fly to from traverse city to carolina um you fly on the team plane yeah so that was obviously cool like that was something that i'll like an experience that was unreal like catered food kate like there's they bring you out a menu there's like a sushi bar no. there's, like, you get your own like like seat like kind of like this all you um, can eat yeah well you just kind of you just kind of like i wasn't very comfortable so i kind of just got like one meal and was just like okay i'm good but if you wanted to if you wanted to i'm i'm sure you could get as much as you wanted like oh you, you can get i think i forget i think i had like a steak and like, oh you had a steak on the plane yeah so like there it's just so like world class that like i didn't even i couldn't even i couldn't even believe what was going on like they bring you like a menu like you get you know, whatever drink you want, like, obviously not alcohol, but like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and you're on a seat like that. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like you get like a lazy boy. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's, it's similar to this. So dude, that's motivating in itself. Yeah. Just a plane. So you took like a three hour plane ride. Um, you get to the hotel, you get like a day off, go in, do fitness testing. Um, the way, the way, um, main camp works is you got, you can only be at the ring for three hours. What do you mean? So like the, the like the NHL PA has a rule that, um, all year like you can only be you can only schedule stuff for three hours so like um we got there at 8 30 i think we'll do like a a a team meeting like video session we'll go on the ice for about an hour and then we'll do a workout and then your day's done so you kind of you kind of finish your day at 11 30 12 and then you kind of do whatever you want for the rest of the day last year actually there was a a hurricane i forget what it was hurricane irma or something Maybe it was like an actual hurricane. Yeah, there was a oh. legit hurricane. Like the power was out at the hotel in um, Raleigh. Yeah, so I was like, and you couldn't go outside, obviously. So we were, I was stuck in my hotel with like, uh, there's no power, so there's no Wi-Fi. Oh, so it was like the other day, did you guys lose power the other day? Uh, no. Sorry Actually, get- Where was I? Um, where was I when that happened? The listeners are pissed right now. I just got you off topic. Oh, <laughs> no, I was uh, I was actually on the ice. I was at the Dartmouth four pad and the lights were flickering a little bit, but it just, that just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. Uh, and then just um, so, yeah. So you get on the ice and like there was two groups. I was actually I was on the ice with Aho and uh, Tara Vine and um, who were just like unbelievable. Like you, you just kind of just sit there in line. And you're just watching them because like it's just kind of like it's unreal to, just to see you know what they do like how good they are and then the other group was like Justin Williams and Jordan Stahl who have obviously been in the league for years and Justin Williams is pretty decorated uh player in the NHL so just to kind of like see what his approach in day in day out like he's been doing that for I don't know how long 20, yeah. probably 18 18 years or something so um and then um you know having uh Rod Brendamore as is their head coach so um just kind of like seeing um he's like a He's in unbelievable shape. Like, um, we got to the rink. We get to the rink, like, early in the morning at, like, 7 for development camp. And he's, like, finishing a workout. No. So, it's just, he's just, and he's just such, like, a knowledgeable person. Just kind of, like, when he's speaking in the room, you just, he just kind of, like, owns the room. You know, when he walks in, you're just, like, you know, he just kind of owns the room, which is um, something that I noticed about him. And he just, uh, I just learned so much even from him just kind of being on the ice with him. So, it was cool. Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. So give me some, uh, give me some of the things that you learned at these camps. Yeah. Well, um, our, this year development camp, Brendan Moore actually took like a couple of us at the centerman aside and just kind of worked on us with face-offs, which is something that I thought was pretty cool. I saw a video this year of him working on face-offs with Bishop. 
yeah. um, when he got called up to yeah, Carolina yeah. this year. And that video, I think, went viral because yeah. he was with them for like 30 minutes or something just working on face-offs. Yeah, he's just, he, just, um, he just knows so much about it. Like I was with him, I think I was with him for probably like five, seven minutes. And I, I just, you know, tried to like learn as much as I could. Um, and gonna, I'm going to try to take that back to to this year to Blaineville and just kind of, you know, just kind of, and I've been working on it a little bit this summer, just kind of like experimenting with stuff, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Um, but yeah, um, you just kind of, the biggest thing I find when you're there is just kind of learning what it's like to be a pro, um, day in and day out, just like seeing like what the, what the expectations are. And, you know, even the, at development camp, seeing like, you know, kind of matching yourself up, uh, against you know the other prospects who are maybe like first rounders and stuff, um, seeing like how good they are, what they do, um, how hard they work. So that's one thing that I'm really gonna take away from from camp. And um, you know, as I do go to more camps, I kind of get more comfortable and um, I'm able to just kind of be myself, which is good. Do you think that your style of game is right on track with the new NHL style of game. When I look at you, like you're not full, you're not the biggest guy, but when I look at the NHL, you don't really see big guys. You see small, quick, speedy, shifty playmakers. Yeah. Do you kind of ever think about that and think I'm coming into the NHL at the right time? Yeah. I mean, I kind of just, I kind of think about it as, as I have a lot of room to develop. So that's maybe something that they looked at and were like, okay, you know, he's, he's got, you know, decent skill and whatever, but you know, he's not very big. Um, he's got room to develop and grow and kind of um, work on, you know, the things that he's good at and things that he's not good at. And maybe, you know, we'll see what happens later. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I really think about that that much. I just kind of do what they do, what they're saying. You know, obviously I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, very close to being at that level yet. I still have a lot of developing, a lot of work uh, ahead of me. So, um, but yeah, I just kind of, you know, like I said, just kind of learn from them and do what they tell me to do and, you know, just show them that I'm, you know, improving. And, um, you know, even I put on, I think I put on 13 pounds from last development camp to this development camp, which is, you know, it's a pretty big number in a year. Um, so if I can just keep keep doing that, maybe 10 pounds a year, 10 pounds yeah. a summer is, is my goal. And by the time I'm, you know, 2021, 20, if I can be 180, 190, then um, that's... You know, I said I don't like to set goals, but um, that's something that I am striving towards. Man, putting weight on while you're playing hockey is tough. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. Like, as soon as you stop playing hockey, you're just a bag of milk. Yeah. Like, as soon as I stop playing hockey, like the week after, I, I probably put on 20 pounds. <laughs> but if you're skating every day, it's tough to put on weight, man. Yeah. It's a tough thing. I remember I was listening to, it was actually, I think it was Colby Armstrong. He was talking on Hockey Night in Canada when he was first playing for Pittsburgh. And his uh, training staff in Pittsburgh was like, man, you got to put on weight in order to play here. And apparently one of the things that they told him to do was to, after every practice, was go to McDonald's and get a big really? milkshake. No way. Get a big milkshake. Like, as soon as you're done, just drink a big-ass milkshake. That's hilarious. That's apparently what they told him to do. And yeah. then he put on weight like that. And now he's a broadcaster for CBC. So wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. One thing that they, one thing that um, that I really took away that they told me is just not to like stress about it. Um, yeah, of course not. Not stress. Like you know, you're still young. Like it's gonna come eventually. Um, you just gotta, you know, just try to stick with it and and do. You what knew you can. that, but you knew that. Though. Yeah. Like yeah. you're you're a 19 year old who is one of the best players in the queue, in my opinion. You're drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL. Like I said, you're 19 years old. Most 19 year olds don't have shit figured out yeah. the fact that you have a direction of where to go and 
they think that you're worried about your weight, don't worry about yeah. that. Who cares? Yeah. You're, you're, Exactly. You wouldn't have. Be, you wouldn't be sitting in that chair if you were doing something wrong. Yeah, so, I guess so. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Have fun with this. Exactly. Yeah. Most. Sure. Uh, I remember when I was 19 years old, I, I would have. Uh, I would have killed to sacrifice more. I guess at the time I realized, you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere in hockey, and I didn't sacrifice as much as I wanted to. But if yeah. you're able to make the sacrifices, like it sounds that you're making, I don't know. If you ask me, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. We'll see We'll see what happens. I always like to ask this question because when I was 19, you know, I, I probably drank a bit too much than I should have. You're mm-hmm. 19. The the temptations are there. The yeah. women, you know, the social media, the, yeah. the popularity. How, how do you kind of stay away from that and just stay even keeled? Because it's tough for most guys. Yeah, I mean, it. honestly, it hasn't it hasn't really been that tough. I like I'm I don't. I don't really like to, I don't think of myself as someone who's going to fall into that sort of uh, problem. Like, you know, uh, obviously being 19 this year, you know, I, uh, I like to go out with my friends sometimes and just kind of enjoy it. Like uh, um, this past weekend, I was actually at my uh, my trainer's wedding. He was getting married. So, you know, um, being 19, you can just go downtown and just kind of have a good time and yeah. kind of just, you know, enjoy being home, enjoy the summer, enjoy being away from hockey a little bit. I think getting your mind off it. And then obviously during the week, you got to get to work. And I think um, just kind of being disciplined, um, you know, saying no when um, learning to say no when, you know, opportunities come and you're like, OK, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should eat this instead of that. Um, I think I'm, I've been pretty disciplined with that. Uh, obviously, I still have a lot of work to do, um, which I've been working with my trainer uh, on. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, it's it's uh, it was it's definitely I've just been progressing kind of like in the discipline, um, factor of it. Like, uh, you know, kind of knowing when to go somewhere, when to not, when, you know, like I said, so it's, uh, it's not that bad. Steinberg had a good answer. He said that he just surrounds himself with people that have the exact same goal as him. Yeah. So like the people he trains with, he just goes out to eat with them. The people he eats with, he just plays hockey with. So like in the summer, they just have their own little click and they just go everywhere together. Cause if one slips up, then one guy will be on him. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, I have, uh, I have uh, a couple like different friend groups that I hang out with. So some of them, um, obviously the guys that I train with, like the, the junior players that play in my league and who I've grown up with playing against and playing with. And, you know, and then I have some guys like, uh, you know, guys like, like Jack who, um, you know, who's, who doesn't like play hockey anymore. And, um, you know, who I just like to hang out with, you know, we golf. Have, like, yeah, golf, uh, you know, do whatever. Um, so I think, uh, but yeah, no, that, that, uh, surrounding yourself with you know the the right people is definitely important um and knowing when you're when you're kind of you know when you need to slow down a bit or yeah. need to back off so yeah um i guess yeah we're, we're almost on an hour here but what do you uh what do you have planned for the rest of the summer i know you're going to jordan boyd on saturday yeah saturday, saturday. yeah you didn't go last year did you no i didn't go first, last first year, year? This is my first year yeah I'm, I'm excited i uh it's a great time yeah i actually um i was I was um, I was sitting next to Logan Shaw at the at my trainer's wedding, and he was kind of like, uh, he was like, "Hey, are you playing the Jordan board?" And I was like, "No, like, no, I'm I'm not." And he was like, "Okay, like, well, let me get you in." And then um, he kind of he kind of uh, you know got it set up. So I'm I'm really excited. I uh, you know I I wanted to play in it, and um, from what I from what I heard and from what I can see, it's a really great event. That's um, you know the, who, whoever setting that up is doing yeah greg yeah greg yeah he's uh you know he's doing a great thing for it's gonna help so many people yeah it has well, been helping people 
Oh, it has been. Yeah, I think I don't know how many years they've been doing it, yeah. but last year was our first year, and we had a great. It was just good for us to be able to to meet the hockey community, and we just yeah. met so many people. And it's, I was saying in the intro that whenever things like this happen, the hockey community is so good at bringing people together. When uh, the Bajo family, so that tragic thing happened, um, Jill had the game, and she fundraised. I don't know how much she fundraised, but thousands of thousands yeah. of dollars for that thing. And uh, the, the, like whenever the hockey community comes together, it's crazy. So when you go to the, this uh, tournament on Saturday, you'll see that. It's yeah. So many fans are there too, players. It's just uh, yeah. It's a crazy. For event. me, it's just something that's just like a no-brainer. You know, yeah, it's, it's a great event. Um, you know, like you said, helping out so many people. It's such a great cause, and um, the hockey community. You know, you'll see it um, definitely there. So. so funny story we uh we went last year so we were like all right can we come this year and we went and we applied for media passes like hey, can yeah. we get some media passes and then i was talking to the lady that hands out the media passes and she's like well essentially every single guy that is playing you've already had on the podcast so <laughs> you can just go in the room if you want so we don't have media passes oh, really? we have all access so no way. we'll be back with you guys in the mooseheads dressing room and stuff that's unreal i that might just bring awesome. my gear and pretend to be a pro yeah with you guys. might as well do you have any extra carolina gear i can pretend i play for carolina <laughs> no actually well i don't know actually no i don't think so i only have they they uh the college guys don't get to keep their gear, which kind of sucks for them. But um, that's rough. The junior guys get to keep their gear. So. Okay, well, you wear your Amada gear, and then yeah. I'll wear your Hurricane right. gear, so Sounds everyone good. will think I'm you. <laughs> Sounds good. I get a small head, though. I get. I don't know if my helmet would fit you. You guys, what? What do you? What do you the CCM helmets? Uh, yeah. Medium, small, small, very what? small, very small. Yeah, uh, right, small. Fuck. Yeah. Small. What would you shoot, right or left? Uh, left. Damn it. You're a righty? Yeah, I'm a righty, but you you have a 76 flex anyways. 72. 72? Oh so, my, yeah. 72. It's whippy, yeah. How many sticks have you broke this year? Not many. No probably. way. With a 72. Well, face-offs, I break. That's when I break the most. Probably face-offs, but like when like I don't take one-timers. I just take like wrist shots and snapshots, so I don't break that many. Probably like in 68 games, actually, I only played 61 plus practices. I probably went through like 10, which is... It's not that many. That's not that many no. at all. Yeah, so it's pretty good. What kind of curve do you use? Sackic? I use a I use a P90. I don't know. And you I got have it. like yeah, it's like a it's a pretty big curve. It's like the Backstrom and the Bauer. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Wait, Backstrom. Backstrom. Is that like or a no. cane? Is that like a cane? Like a heel? No, it's like a, it's pretty big. And I use like I've big been, big toe. Like, uh, it's like mid. It's like mid, but it's like pretty big. Like it's like a big. It's like a decent hook. I'll and see I it use, on Saturday. Yeah, and I use like the max height blade too. What's that? So like, um, like a normal blade. It's uh, you know obviously the same like width the whole time. Yeah. Like where the, where like the the heel is, I just have like a bit of an ex, like a it's a bigger blade. Like it goes up off yeah, the ice. Like or it touches see, the ice more. Well, it, it goes. It's just it doesn't have anything to do with like touching the ice. It's just like bigger like uh, vertically. You know what I mean? Okay. You'll see it on Saturday. Like it's just. It's something that my assistant coach, Daniel Jacob, kind of, and it's pretty popular, like, amongst hockey players now. Like, a lot of people have it. Yeah. Kind of something that he kind of brought to me um, in my first year junior, and um, it kind of, like, helps you with face-offs, and you feel better taking passes and stuff. It, it takes a little bit to get to use, get used to, but yeah. um, I don't think I could ever switch back. So, you'll see it on Saturday, but it's it's pretty common nowadays. Do you guys get custom custom sticks in the queue? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, I know. It's not bad. We get... We get uh, set up pretty well. So. You guys got, you use grip or no grip? I use a lot of grip. Yeah. A lot of grip? Do you do the grip. tape on the stick too? No. No, I've never been a fan of that. It ruins my gloves. Really? Yeah. What kind of tape do you use on the knob, white or black? Uh, White grip tape. White grip tape? Two, like I do, I go around twice too, so it's a little thicker. Do you got a big knob or small knob? Ah, uh, small. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Yeah. But you're a face-off guy. I think you'd have a big one to be nah. able to. Maybe that's why I'm only 50%, less than 50%. I wasn't looking at your stats. Are you not a good face-off guy? I think I was like, <laughs> I was 51 when I was 17, and this year I was 49. I, I feel like 50% is good. Yeah, it's like, it's not bad. You got a 50% chance but of like winning the face-off. But like, if you're on a team, you want to be like the, the best face-off guy so you can get put out more. You know Were you the mean? best guy this year? On my team? Yeah. Uh, probably not, no. What did Brendamore give you advice on taking face-offs? Just, just like trying to own the circle. Like you got to go in there. And it's just, so hard you to get in the there surf. first and you got to like, you got to just got to, and especially for a guy like myself, who's like not that big, yeah. you got to try to just go in there and own the circle and, and not really worry about what he's doing. Just kind of worry about yourself, like focus on what you're doing and just try to, you know, own the circle. So, so how do you determine whether or not you're going to go in and lift the guy's stick and push it back with your skate? How do you determine if you're just going to try to win it back clean? Is that like a first period adjustment yeah, type thing? Exactly. That's exactly it. Like you usually, um, over the course of the year, you'll take face-offs against the same guys. Yeah. So you kind of know what guys are like. Um, I kind of, I kind of, this year I kind of been getting into, I started to do like the tie up and kick back. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, yeah, I kind of, I, I find it's pretty effective for someone who like, like myself who can't really like out muscle guys, like, like, uh, like I'm not going to win many just like clean, like, you know, clean back, like out muscling, like maybe with speed, like quickness I can, but, yeah. um, just kind of like just trying different things and just seeing what works against different guys. And, you know, I played with um, a, a guy named Tyler Hyland this year who was really good at face-off. So if for whatever reason, I wasn't, I was having a bad night or bad go against a, a certain guy. He would go in and, and, and do, you know, win some for us. So um, having, having uh, another sentiment on your line, I find that really helped me just kind of get a break. And, you yeah. know, like I said, though, just kind of try different things. Um, and then hopefully when it's two minutes left and you're up by one goal, you'll, you know, you get put out for a face off. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, little bit of advice for the kids that are listening that, that want to be you. So we have a young demographic that listens. So if yeah. you want to give some advice and then after you got to thank everyone and then that's it. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, advice that I would give is just kind of like, don't get discouraged. Um, by what people tell you. Like when I was younger, I was, I was a small guy. Um, I was kind of like living in the shadow of some, some guys that, um, you know, that were obviously better than me then. And if, even if you look at a guy like Steiny, who, you know, he was always a good player, but he was never like the top, top player, um, you know, in the province or anything, but he just kept working and he kept getting better. And, you know, he now look at him, he, you know, he had a, a obviously an amazing year and he got drafted really high so that was good for him but um just kind of never get discouraged by what people tell you um you're obviously gonna like you'll have you'll have people who will who you know don't like your style of play or don't like what you're doing or um you just can't really get discouraged by it. you just gotta you know trust you know the person you are and the play you are and i think um if you do all that then um you know hopefully it'll work out for you unreal and then you got to thank anyone that's uh, got you here yeah well obviously um, my family, I can't really thank them enough. Um, all my friends, you know, I've had a, a buddy, Ozzy King, who um, actually plays for Moncton, who, you know, I've grown up with him my whole life. And, um, you know, we've been competing against each other our whole lives. Like, we've been kind of neck and neck. And, you know, all my all my buddies like that, who I've just been competitive with my whole life. And I think that's really helped me. Um, but like I said, all my coaches, um, I've had some... I've been very fortunate to have some really, really good coaches who have uh, given me lots of opportunity and, 
you know, like I said, um, when I first got to, to junior, um, Joel, like kind of gave me an opportunity that, um, you know, cause I just listened to him and I did what he told me to do and I worked hard and I find if you do that, you'll get opportunity. And then once you get the opportunity, you really got to try to do what you can to, to, um, you know, keep it, keep yeah. that. Um, but you know, all my coaches and all my family and, um, I just can't thank them enough. And, you know, even to today, they're still continuing to support me. Um, um, so yeah. All right. Well, Luke, thank you for coming on, man. You're a bright young man. I, uh, I hope you, you have a bright future and I know you will. Yeah. Thank I, you. I really appreciate it. I had a really good time. I'm glad that I got, that I got to come on. It's a, like the hour flies by. That's why it does, man. I couldn't believe when you said we were on for an hour. It's, uh, I remember like the first 50 podcasts we ever did, even the first hundred, like it's work. Yeah. I remember like being nervous, having guests on for the first bit and like, what am I going to ask? For like sure. you notice I don't have any notes in front of me. Mm. It's kind of. Just kind of go with the flow. Oh, I like that. As soon as you realize you've been doing it your whole life, you just talk to yeah. people. It's pretty simple. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm really glad I came on. I'd love to come on again sometime. Well, we're gonna be doing, uh, I think, like a cross Canada tour maybe this really? uh, this winter. No maybe way. it's tough to do a cross Canada tour in like a car because the, yeah. the winter and shit. Yeah, but we might be in Montreal. My dad actually oh, lives up on. in Quebec. So okay, how far is Sweet. Quebec from Quebec City's like? couple hours three hours that's not bad yeah then. not too bad so we'll see we'll try to figure something out and yeah. like do maybe like a behind the scenes day with you up there for sure yeah that'd be great all right then uh awesome. everyone listening actually i hope to see you in the world juniors this year i want to oh, say that yeah. to you i hope we'll so see you, that. you can do it uh everyone listening make sure to go to all of our social media outlets like subscribe comment youtube facebook itunes instagram twitter facebook i think i got them all yeah sound like a lot <laughs> got them all all right we're out guys peace Sounds so soft, who don't you agree? I invented a sweat. Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. New blows. Or the big face rollie, I got two of those. Arm out the window through the city, I'm a new slow. Cut back, snap back, see my cut through the holes. Damn, easy and hope. Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless. Stop, man. I adopted these niggas, feel them drumming them. Now I'm about to make them tuck their whole summer in. They say I'm crazy, but I'm about to go dumb again. They ain't see me cause I pulled up in my other bins. Last week I was in my other, other bins. All your diamonds up, cool. We in this bitch another game. Photo shoot fresh, looking like wealth. I'm about to call a paparazzi on myself. Live from the Mercer, run up on Yeezy the wrong way, I might murk it. Flee in the G450, I might surface. Political refugee asylum can be purchased. Everything's for sale, got five passports, I'm never going to jail. I made Jesus walk, so I'm never going to hell. Couture level flow, it's never going on sale. Luxury rap, the Hermes of verses, sophisticated ignorance, write my curses and cursive. I get it custom, you a customer, you ain't custom to going through customs, you ain't been nowhere, huh? And all the ladies in the house got them showing out. I'm done, I hit you up, man, yeah, nah. Welcome to Havana, smoking Cubanos with Castro and Cabanas, via Mexico.
Cubano, Dominicano, all the plugs that I know. Driving Benzes, with no benefits. Not bad, huh? For some immigrants, build your fences. We digging tunnels. Can't you see we getting money up under you? Can't you see the private jets flying over you? Maybach bumper stickery, what we're overdue? Jay is chilling, yay is chilling. What more can I say? We killing them. Hold up before we end this campaign. As you can see, we done bodied the damn lambs. Lord, please let them accept the things they can't change. And pray that all of their pain be champagne.